listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Dr. Sean Esplin, Senior Medical Director of Women's Health at Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. We're talking about a topic I know a lot of our listeners are concerned with at the moment in the midst of a pandemic. It, we're talking about COVID-19 and pregnancy and how how we're supposed to kind of make our way through that. So let's just get right into it, doctor. Are pregnant women more at risk for COVID-19 than the general population? That's a great question. So I will say that uh, I, that pregnancy by itself is a time where you're there's a lot of nerves and you know, doing it during a pandemic makes it just that much more uh, worse. Um, so uh, it's understandable that people are wanting to know about this. And the truth is that pregnant women are not more likely to be infected, but there is some data to suggest that what, if you have COVID during pregnancy, that you might have uh, a, a more severe case. So the risk of needing uh, to be hospitalized or needing to go to the ICU or needing some oxygen therapy is actually higher uh, slightly than than in pregnant women than people who are not pregnant. So we we of course you know we've been talking for months now about how to protect ourselves um, or try to protect ourselves from COVID. Is it any different when it comes to pregnancy and being pregnant on what we should be doing? The good news is that the same things that are very effective in non-pregnant patients are effective in pregnant patients. So. Wearing a mask, socially distancing, you know, wash, keeping your hand, good hand hygiene, uh, the, avoiding, avoiding people who are sick. Those things work and they work in pregnancy as well. Um, you know, with the onset of the vaccine, and we'll talk more about that in, uh, at another time, but that's also going to be something that's going to be effective in pregnancy and will help, uh, prevent the, prevent, uh, infection, uh, for pregnant women. So, you know, we need to be we need to be following the recommendations of the CDC and other health healthcare organizations that are rightly saying that those simple steps are very effective. The problem is, you know, as we as we have lived with this for a long time, we start to get com- complacent and we don't really follow uh, the, the the guidelines as strictly as we should. So we've got to be we've got to be on our toes and and actually be doing doing those things. The other thing I think that's important for people to understand is that, um, you know, after you deliver the way you, the way you interact with your baby is also can also protect your baby. So um, there are some simple steps that you would, you would take after you've delivered to make sure that your baby is safe as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, of course, being pregnant, a pregnant woman's already kind of on high alert with the changes of their body and, and what's happening and what's not happening and when it's happening, how it's happening. Um, so when it comes to symptoms, COVID symptoms, pregnancy, quote unquote, symptoms, it can be kind of confusing sometimes to determine the differences. What do you, what's your advice for women? Well, I think one of the problems with COVID in general is that the symptoms can, can be confusing between other things like the flu or, uh, you know, strep throat. And there are some pregnancy symptoms that are, that, that overlap with the COVID symptoms. So I think you have to, you have to um, look at the severity of the symptoms. You have, there are certain symptoms that are clearly COVID and not. We wouldn't be expected to be 
solely related to stuffiness, just the general kind of stuffiness, um, fatigue, body aches. Those are things that overlap a lot with, uh, with symptoms of pregnancy. So you have to look at the severity and how long they last. Are these new? Are they different? And, and then, you know, have you been exposed? Is there a potential that you've been exposed? Were you around someone who was positive or were you, you know, were you in public, uh, not socially distanced and not wearing a mask? So you kind of have to put all those things together. I think the right thing to do is if you're having symptoms that you're worried about is to discuss them with your healthcare provider, your midwife or your physician who can help you make, make a decision about whether testing is right for you. So I think the right thing to say is this. Symptoms like fever, cough, shortness of breath, loss of, of smell or loss of uh, taste, those are clearly COVID symptoms and you should be getting a COVID test if you have those things. I wouldn't expect those things in a normal pregnancy. If you have body aches, headache, fatigue, then you need to kind of decide, are these more than I usually have or am, have I had an exposure that I should be worried about? and put, take that into account as you're deciding whether to get the test or not. And then when it comes to risks, you know, the risks kind of vary patient to patient. Are there greater risks for pregnant women if uh, they do get COVID-19? There are greater risks. So we know that certain people are at increased risk of having uh, more severe or serious complications um, if, they, if they contract COVID. So even non-pregnant patients who are elderly, who are immunocompromised, who are, um, you know, who have comorbidities, other other healthcare issues, like um, they're overweight, they have uh, maybe asthma or diabetes or hypertension. Those kind of things make anyone in general at higher risk. Pregnancy is also a condition that does make the, the chance of you having a more severe course of the of the disease um, higher. So if you if you get uh, COVID and you're pregnant, we need to be monitoring for symptoms. Now the good the good news is that even though there's a slightly increased risk of a more severe disease, the, the actual number of people who have that kind of complication is is relatively low. Um, so most people, um, you know, most people who get uh, COVID during their pregnancy are not going to need to be hospitalized and are not going to need oxygen or ICU care. Um, most people who get COVID during pregnancy are going to be able to monitor themselves at home and and just between them and their midwife or their doctor can watch for symptoms that would require, uh, you know, more, a higher level of care. So I think, I think while it's true that there are, there are, um, there are data to suggest that, that you might have a, a, a more serious course if you're pregnant, the good news is that um, most people do just fine. And that's the most likely thing. And the one thing we probably think about the most while we're pregnant is our unborn baby and making sure that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe and nourished and healthy. So how can COVID-19 affect our unborn babies? So that's a great question, and one that obviously is at the top of mind for every pregnant woman. Unlike other viruses that can cross the placenta and cause birth defects or other issues, we haven't seen those types of issues in, in COVID. So as we've come to, to know more about this disease, we're, we're recognizing that this doesn't typically cross the placenta and cause an infection while the baby's still in the uterus. Um, but we have seen cases of babies that have been exposed after delivery. And, you know, we, we have seen cases uh, where babies will test positive within the first 24 to 30 hours after the birth. So, um, so I don't, ex- well, I don't expect 
the virus to cross the placenta and directly affect the baby. Um, it, it is something that we need to be careful for after delivery. Um, we're, we're currently tracking outcomes for women. We've had over 1,600 women in the Intermountain Healthcare System who have had COVID at some time during their pregnancy. And we're, we're following them a little, little bit closer. We're doing an extra ultrasound to look for growth and other issues to make sure that the placenta is working well. In some cases, we do non-stress tests to make sure that the baby's getting plenty of oxygen and there aren't other, other issues. But for the most part, most people have done very well and, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't expect the virus to directly cause a problem for the baby during the pregnancy. Now, if someone were to become very short of breath or hypoxic or not, not able to have, um, you know, to, oxy- to get enough oxygen in their lungs and then into their bloodstream, that can cause a problem for pregnancy. So we need to be aggressive. We, you know, with, with someone who's not pregnant, they can tolerate having lower oxygen levels uh, without long-term effects. But with a baby... Uh, in, during pregnancy, um, we want to keep those oxygen levels a little bit higher. So we do have slightly different thresholds for when we might admit someone to the hospital and we might, uh, you know, give someone other therapies to protect the baby. Most people don't have those kind of acute symptoms that are, that would be worrisome. But if you do, it's important that you report them to your midwife or your doctor. And, you know, we, we're, we're uh, treat, taking things, we're being very cautious and admitting people um, to make sure that we're that we're keeping both mother and baby safe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so then the other side of it is, what happens if I do have COVID-19 when it's now time to deliver my baby? Then what do I do? So, you know, this has been a really important thing. And, and our the way we care for moms with COVID have changed over the last nine months as, as we've learned more about how to deal with COVID and we've learned more about um, how to protect moms, babies, their partners, and, and our own healthcare providers. So, I'm glad to say that at this point, if someone has COVID uh, during a pregnancy, that we're allowing uh, partners uh, to be in the room with them, for both for support and to be there for this important life event. Everyone needs to wear a mask, however, and they need to be. We need to be taking precautions. You'll notice that uh, that during um, you know during the time you're on labor and delivery uh, or in the hospital, that everyone will be wearing masks and the right kind of uh, personal protective equipment, usually a face shield often uh, gowns and gloves to keep our healthcare workers protected. But women who test positive can have someone in the room with them and during the delivery and through the course of their hospital stay. We're keeping babies in the room uh, with moms as well. So we're not separating moms and babies. We're keeping moms and babies together, but we're teaching moms how to protect their babies from becoming infected. That means that they'll have to wear masks. They'll have to uh, make sure that they use really good hand hygiene. If they're going to breastfeed, they'll need to clean their breast before and after the baby uh, nurses and, you know, and then keep the baby a little bit at a little bit of a distance while they're in the period where they may be infectious. So what we're learning, we, we know that this is a, a super important time for bonding and to initiate breastfeeding. And um, there's a lot of reasons why it's important to keep the baby and mom together. And now we understand that that can be done safely and um, and it, we actually take this as an opportunity to teach people how to, to um, take care of their baby in a safe way so when they go home, they can continue to do that. Yeah, and you touched on breastfeeding a little bit and, and nursing baby. What if the mom does have COVID-19 and wants to nurse? Is that still okay? It is still okay. and We're committed to helping people breastfeed exclusively as much as possible. So um, 
we we would support that in someone who has COVID and teach them um, a safe way to do that. So certainly something we want to promote. Great. Yeah, absolutely. And so now that we have our newborn and we're still in the midst of this pandemic, what are some of the most important things that we can do? We know how to protect ourselves now, but how do we protect our baby in, in that fragile, you know, first little stage of life? Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in the past, people have been uh, uh, really careful about taking baby out of the home or having other people who are, you know, not part of the immediate family come to visit. And I think that's more important now than ever to make sure that, that you're not only thinking about you being socially distanced, but making sure that your baby's uh, socially distanced as well. Babies obviously don't wear masks. And so it's, it's the, the best thing we can do is good hand hygiene for everyone who comes around baby. Everyone who comes around baby wears a mask and um, anyone who has symptoms who may have been exposed or might, might actually have COVID you know, should, shouldn't be around the baby. This is a time when it's probably right to, to stay home as much as possible and not go to go into public um, until you know the, the the rate of positivity in our community decreases. Right now, we're at a really really high positive rate, um, you know, over 25% in our community. That means if you're out and about, that there's a, a significant chance that you're going to be exposed. And you can protect yourself with with the with mask and you keeping distance, but it's harder to, harder to protect the baby. So I think. You know, you want to limit the time that they're spending in public and you want to limit who comes to your home based on, you know, who's been, what the risk that someone that's coming may have, may bring COVID into the home. And what about signs and symptoms of COVID infection in babies? We, you know, we talked about the signs and symptoms uh, for us as adults and, and for pregnant women. What about for babies? Are, are they the same? They're, they're really similar. It's just hard. It's harder to, to know whether the babies has them or not. The truth is there's quite a, there are a lot of people who are asymptomatic and have COVID, both adults. And I think that's really common in baby. You know, the, a baby may have a low grade fever and may be irritable. And it's hard to tell whether that's, um, you know, a, a difference from the normal or not. So again, it, you have to look for severity of symptoms and the same type of symptoms. If the baby is un, unconsolable or Ill, irritable, if there's a fever, if there's um, if the baby uh, seems to be having difficulty breathing, um, then definitely you need to be in contact with your pediatrician. Uh, you know, if someone in the home tests positive, it's reasonable to reach out to your to the pediatrician and talk about you know what you should be watching for and when you should be notifying them of uh, any concerns for your for your children in your home, especially the, the ones that are so small that they can't really quarantine themselves. It's hard for them to stay apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. If, if any of our listeners want some more information about, uh, you know, pregnancy and COVID-19 and how, you know, how they go together and how to kind of, you know, manage through them together, uh, what do you recommend for them? So there's great information on, um, on our website at Intermountain Healthcare. And I think talking with your doc with your uh, midwife or your doctor we are providing a lot of information to providers across the across the state that they that they'll have handouts and frequently asked questions and information so it's good to talk to the person that's taking care of you yeah absolutely all right well thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it thank you and that was dr sean esplin with uh, Intermountain Healthcare Medical Director of Women's Health. Appreciate his time once again. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. 
Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.